0: This is Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys break. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app.
1: Well, breaking news coming out of the Star in Frisco here today on a Thursday. Rob Phillips joined by Mickey Spagnola, David Hellman, Nick Eatman, Kate Garrison producing. We've got a new offensive coordinator here with your Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if this is a huge shock, but it is now official. Kellen Moore, the new O.C., for your Dallas Cowboys and John Kitna, the new quarterbacks coach, Jerry almost tipped his hand last night on the fan. Just um, almost, almost, or just did, kind of did. Yeah, he he stopped himself and said, "Jason will probably be sending this out pretty soon, very quickly." <laughs> we got a definition of soon, then, didn't we? Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: seriously. I I mean, I'm I'm surprised in the sense that I thought this would happen Monday or Tuesday after the Super Bowl. Um, Me too. Maybe, maybe the firmness. Jerry Jones literally last night said, to do it." Said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, uh, I'm gonna let Jason make an announcement here soon." But I won't be surprised if, uh, if you know, Kellen Moore is heavily involved in making the play calls on the field next year, or ultimately has the full responsibility. Like that's what he said.
3: I like, let. J- he's gonna let Jason do it.
2: Said he's gonna let Jason make the announcement. Except, not really. Not really. And he didn't want to take away from the Super Bowl. Except, not really. Except he
3: always does. Right. Anthony Anthony
1: Davis already did that in the NBA. I kind of trumped him on Monday.
3: But, think, hey, it's this is big news regardless, Nick. Yeah, it is um, big news. And, you know, there's a big question out there about, you know, what what's going to be different? What's different? Because cause Linehan and, and Kellen Moore were always connected together. But, you know, what's he going to be able to do to call these plays that are different? And hopefully it's get Dak Prescott more involved as a runner, in my opinion, uh, just to be able to do more things that, that he's good at. So that's what I'm hoping we'll see out of Kellen Moore now. Have you guys ever been in a bowling class in college? Yeah, I almost failed it. Yeah. Or, Swear to God. Because what probably happened is you're supposed to go out there and throw it like a 44 to start it off. And then from the rest on, it's like, well, you can only get better from there, and that's how you're graded. Went out seven points in the Pro Bowl. You know, no one's expecting much. You can only get better from that. But I do like the flea flicker, he called. in the pl- You do Bowl. like your flea flickers. <laughs> we, can't. About, we can't.
0: How about the snap to, to Zeke?
2: Yeah, all that. I can't I can't grade a guy on a game where I'm running backs were rushing the passer. A lot of people did.
1: I know. A, a lot hey. of people did.
2: hundred Less than 150 yards and seven points in a game designed to score points and not be real football is not good. But it's so he, far when removed. When he got his quarterback in, they went down and scored. Damn right, right. they did. It's Russell Wilson's fault. It's Mitch Trubisky's <laughs> fault. Eh, get out of here, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, that, it's interesting. I mean, to, to your question, like, I, I don't know. I like. I've heard. You know, Travis Frederick had a glowing endorsement of his football IQ. His coaches at Boise State have been quoted recently. Dak Prescott is obviously his biggest fan, going all the way back to 2016. But how can you sit here and know for sure one way or the other if it's going to look different? I mean, I think it would be disingenuous to to just rave that it's going to be this vast departure. I don't expect it to be a huge departure. I think. Uh, this hire makes a lot of sense for the type of things that Jason Garrett likes to do. I think he wants familiarity. I think he wants a guy that he knows well and can work with. Doesn't mean Kellen Moore won't be able to have his own ideas, but I, you know, I don't think Jason Garrett wants to go out and hire some guy he's never met to be in charge of his offense, especially if he's got one year left on his contract. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. It's curious. I, I don't know what to expect, but I'm willing to have an open mind that Kellen uh, that Moore can bring some new stuff to the table for sure. I think we have to see how it pans out. I mean, it's one thing to have a
0: title. It's uh, another thing to see how much authority you have. And, and you know, he's not going to sit in his office just, to, you know, and be an independent contractor and start, you know, drawing up some extravagant things uh, in the offense. Uh, Jason Garrett's going to be heavily involved in the game planning uh, during the week and putting the the scheme together. Now, Kellen may call the plays, but remember, Jason has a headset on, just like he had a headset on when uh, Linehan was here. And you can talk on the headset to each other. So uh, it's not like this guy's going to have, Kellen's going to just have free reign to do whatever nilly-willy he wants to do. Uh, You know, Jason still can trump him on a play call. You know, or Sam, um, this is what we're going to do. We scripted this stuff, picked that play from that situation to call now, and, and so I still think he'll have a heavy hand in, in, in developing what the game plan is on uh, for Sundays.
2: Yeah, and I think well, Jason loves to use the word collaborative. <clears throat> Jerry used it last night too. I think we've heard way too much talk about Doug Nussmeier, um, John Kitna. You know, kind of gets buried under the Kellen Moore news, but he's officially on the staff as the quarterbacks coach. Yep. Uh, Jerry Jones, I don't want to say surprising, but I thought it was noteworthy how often Jerry Jones brought up Mark Colombo as a guy whose ideas he's interested in. Um, m- my main point being is, I think, Mick's right. I think there's going to be a lot of people involved in this. I think it's kind of, you know, Kellamore might ultimately call the plays. He's the offensive coordinator. I think there's going to be a lot of voices involved in putting the plan together
1: Jerry spoke to that yesterday on the fan he called it a collaborative effort and he said he wants these young coaches I think he said he wants them you know figuratively step in front of the train bring some new ideas to the table try to figure out ways to get this offense better than it was last year and I know Mickey and I discussed this on Talking Cowboys I know on the break you guys have too I mean no question the offense improved not coincidentally with Amari Cooper uh there down the stretch but there's still growth, room for growth there, a lot of room for growth there. When you look at the offenses that made it to the Final Four this season in the AFC and the NFC, they were more prolific over the course of the entire season than this Dallas offense. No question about it.
3: Yeah. And and, and,
1: and,
0: then, I, the, and then the Saints scored 23 points.
1: I don't really care about that. I'm talking about the <laughs> entire macro view I know. View of I got gotcha. you. Well, but, but,
3: but, but the Rams' defense was, was good, and, and I don't know what, what took them so long to kind of get there, but, I mean – their defense is like finally turned, you know, all the all the guys they had brought in and all the money they'd paid for, they finally played like it there in in the playoffs, you know, and, and really shut down. And we saw the Saints. I mean, the, the Saints got shut down by a Cowboy defense as, as well. So that stuff happens. But you're right, Rob. the 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 red zone's got to get better. I uh, got to get more consistent there. And and I, you know, I think I think they need help at tight end. I mean, I think we everyone. Thinks that that they need to get help at tight end, but I think the tight end will help uh, with the red zone if you can get a, a real um, blocking tight end who can who can catch. Yeah, or how about just
0: a tight end who's played ten games in the NFL? Yeah, that would help too. And so now you've got a unless, couple he's a, tight ends unless he's a second that round pick, actually and... played.
3: Right, you you played with three tight ends after Swain got hurt that had never played in the NFL. But but that's there. That's that's another thing that's got to change here, in my opinion. You know, drop the arrogance. I mean, drop drop the, like, we do what we do and we're going to put in. Just because you put T.E. next to the guy's name doesn't mean they're real tight ends. And 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 they they, they went into last year thinking, we don't need a number one receiver. Watch this. We don't really need – we can replace Witten with this. And that's not true. Now, now they scrambled halfway through the year to get a, a, a first-round pick receiver. And I think they need to get – I mean, just – Quit acting like you got it all figured out. Like, Well, that's, that's what they do. That's but they,
1: Well, to, your, to their credit, they figured out halfway through, we got to do something with right. him. And Dak even that's... spoke to this on the fan today. Uh, we'll get to a cut from him about Kellen later, but uh, he said, I wasn't comfortable early in the season because we had, it, it wasn't like guys weren't trying to get open or getting open, but we were shifting guys in and 18 out. 18 receivers out I, there. I needed, basically he said, I needed consistency with the rotation and that's what they figured out. Um, But and
0: and they should have played more in preseason because this wasn't an established team. Yeah, played the 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 first team offense needed to play. and 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 they just assume okay now this season opener and we're gonna turn it on and we got everything figured out and scored eight points.
2: That goes. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, you know, if (laughs) if you want to go all the way back to August, I mean, three fifths of the offensive line is missing. Travis Frederick's being diagnosed with uh autoimmune diseases like i mean there were some factors
3: there other and than I think, just well we're good isn't it the rams and i don't know this because i'm i'm kind of on the fence when it comes to the preseason stuff but wasn't the rams the team that did play absolutely nobody they sat a lot of guys and then started off well so i mean i think there's cases for both but
2: well no what i was gonna say to your point is like okay they deserve credit for recognizing the problem with amari cooper they also deserve plenty of blame for feeling okay that that was a good idea. The tight end thing, I'm not as willing to kill him for. Like, I, we talked about this on the break the other day. Like, it kind of gets swept under the rug. Like, Jason Witten did them no favors. Timing, yeah, no favors whatsoever. I mean, you wake up on Friday morning and find out you might not have your starting tight end. Friday morning of the NFL draft. Like, that's when they knew for sure that they weren't going to have him. Like, that's crappy timing. Uh, so. I don't want to kill them for being
3: arrogant there. I think they kind of they probably got caught a little flat footed. Do you, and just in hindsight, you know, Philadelphia got them by one pick. But do you would you have wanted them to take Goddard? No, no. And I, it's a gigantic myth. I think
2: they were always interested in Connor Williams. I, maybe Philly was being preemptive because they thought Cal, the Cowboys might draft Dallas Goddard. But we'll go fire up the audio. Yeah of the phone calls they were. but
3: having. Okay, but now, after what you've seen in one year, and they're both about the same, they kind of, well, I, I would say Goddard got better as the year went on, and Connor kind of had a little up and down. Now, after after everything that's happened, and you really haven't fixed tight end, and you, you got to a philo in the mix. I think you can address it this year, though, because it just, it's early, but looking at
1: the draft, it's pretty rich in tight ends. I mean, you could go that's find good. one. And is he going to come
0: in here and be able to block when you go two tight ends? Because that was their problem. They stuck with that two tight end thing because that's what we do, but the two tight ends couldn't block. And let's not kid ourselves. At the end of Witten's career, he wasn't exactly a block of granite
2: out there blocking. I'm very comfortable having a guy who can start at left guard or theoretically maybe help me address my tackle problems. That's another conversation, which, to your point, that's the biggest thing for me with Kellen Moore. And that's what we're here to talk about in the first place is, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I I think one of this, this team's biggest problems, you can call it confidence. You can call it arrogance. Like, Jason Garrett's whole deal is like, if we do what we do to the best of our abilities, we can beat anybody. And it just wasn't true a lot of the times last year. It hasn't been true. From a personnel standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. Well, but if you don't have the personnel to line up and win, you got to scheme ways to do it otherwise. I thought, you know, it drove me crazy. And I know Tavon Austin was hurt for a lot of the year. But, again, you go back – Go. I I hate to compare him to the Rams because the Rams are the best offense in football, but – they don't do anything that that's that's that complex. They make it look complex, and then they run simple looks out of complex looking schemes. I mean, you know, I've said it ten million times. I'm sorry, motioning receivers, orbit motions into the backfield, moving your running backs. Uh, I just I I would like to see more of that because this big boy attitude of our best will beat your best when it works, it's awesome. It, but it doesn't work a lot of the times, and it gets you beat. And I hope Kellen Moore can. Uh, Can change some of that
3: and you know if you look at that that mentality you know the the quarterback obviously matters there because when you think back to 2014 you know they were doing that they were running over people with demarco murray and romo was the quarterback and they rushed for 1800 yards and then in 15 romo gets hurt and kellen moore was one of the quarterbacks and whedon and castle and those guys and they were the worst third and one team in the league because they couldn't really knock people off the ball so And then they got back in 16, and they were doing it again. Um, so, you know, having, having quarterback presence obviously helps with that offensive line. And so, you know, that, it, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything that no one doesn't know. I mean, Dak's got to play well for the offense to, to do well. and he needs also not to get sacked 56 times.
1: You want to hear a cut from Dak Prescott today? Yeah, I'd, I'd love it. to hear him. What do we got, Kent? This is on the fan earlier. Dak Prescott asked about Kellen Moore before the announcement was made. I mean, he's honestly one of these young genius phenoms in the game. And just what he knows, the way, uh, obviously he knows the, the, the football that we've been playing and, and kind of where the game's been going, the more on the ball or whatever it is, that uh, the style of play you want to call it. But uh, he's special. He's special. He knows a lot about the game, um, just the way he sees the game, where he's ahead of the game. He can bring a lot to us, a lot of creativity, uh, something we need. And by the way, that's not lip service either. Dak's been saying that for three years, that Kellen... He's called him a genius before. I think he really he trusts him and he appreciates the help Kellen gave him as a rookie when Kellen lost his job to injury as the backup and then ultimately Dak took over as the starter. Uh, there's a trust factor there. There's no question uh, in, in trying to figure out a solution once they parted ways with Scott Linehan. I'm sure Dak was asked, you know, how, what do you think about this? And I'm sure he's comfortable with it.
2: Which And that goes back to my point. You're right. It's not lip service. Dak loves Kellen Moore. And and I mentioned it earlier. You can go find the audio on Twitter. Travis Frederick said some really glowing stuff about Kellen in a radio interview a week or so ago. Really insightful stuff. But so is it lip service? No, because I think they believe it. But like, I, I haven't seen it. You know what I mean? Sure. And that doesn't mean he can't do it. It doesn't mean he's not a phenom. But I feel weird sitting here talking up, you know, his credentials. Like I have no idea. We talked about that all year long. Is, you know, people were mad at Kellen because he's inexperienced. He's too young to be Dak's quarterbacks coach. I'm sitting here like I don't know. I what do, what do we have? We have the Pro Bowl. We have the well, Pro Bowl and like
3: footage of him sitting on the sideline with Dak. Like okay. that's really all we've got to go on. True, and that that is fair because Wade Wilson was the quarterbacks coach for what 15 years. And you can't really say that you ever saw much there. I mean, yeah, he had guys go to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, Romo did did well. Was it because of Wade Wilson? He also had Chad Hutchinson and Quincy Carter and Drew Henson. And sometimes that didn't work either. So, uh, what is a court? It's hard to really see what a quarterback coach is doing. Yeah. until they get into a, it's more of a – or
0: until they get a really good quarterback.
3: Well, I've yeah. been I've been going back and forth with people on people
2: uh with people on Twitter for two weeks because I think it's it's an it's just an interesting thought. Kellen Moore is the quarterback's coach of it. He's a young young coach with a young quarterback for the Cowboys. Up and down results. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people did not want him to get this job. Mike Kafka is the quarterback's coach of the Kansas City Chiefs people would be doing backflips if he had been hired to be the offensive coordinator here because his quarterback just threw for 50 touchdowns and redefined what a quarterback is capable of. They have the exact same resume. Where They came out at the same time. They played the same number of years in the NFL and accomplished the same amount they've been coaching in the NFL for the same amount of time.
0: And who coordinated that Kansas City offense? Well, this year was uh B, the enemy.
2: The the well, Andy Reid, too. Well, here's he, the he, difference. He enemy.
1: The head coach. Where did Kellen Moore start his career, and who did he play for?
2: Yeah, Scott Linehan.
1: And that's the thing. He's yeah. tied to Scott Linehan and people that don't like Scott Linehan. And yes. what he did in this offense, they think with Kellen coming in, it's going to be the same thing. And I'm with you guys on the fact that it's Jason Garrett's offense, and it's been his offense since 2007. So I, I have a hard time believing Like, Mickey calls it Star Wars, you know, some of what we've seen throughout the league. College offenses, some of those concepts becoming more prevalent. I don't see that. I think the core of this thing is going to stay the same, but it doesn't mean that Kellen Moore can't bring something to
3: the table and he's a I, clone of Scott Linehan. No, I just hope that they, they realize that, you know, gone are the days, or not gone, but but this isn't your franchise, stand-in-the-pocket, Troy Aikman, Tony Romo type of quarterback. This is a guy that needs to be on the move a little bit. I think, it's, I think the stats speak for themselves. I don't mean he has to run 25 times a game, but he needs to run a little bit because that is what he's good at and you have two runners that can run like that, They need, to, I think they just need to think about that a little bit more. And I d- one thing that gives me confidence
2: is Kellen Moore is not your prototypical quarterback. And I don't, you know, college success clearly doesn't translate to the NFL, but he was very, very good in college despite being much smaller than average and, and a, not, a, not a runner, but a mobile-ish quarterback. He could use his feet. So I'm encouraged to think that he knows how to incorporate those types of things into calling an offense for Dak. I don't think... He's going to ask him to play like Troy Aikman because he wasn't that way when he was in college. True, Again, And, go, you know, I've mentioned five or six things uh, you can see on the Internet. Another one, you know, people pulled up his clip with John Gruden in the pre-draft process when he came out. And you know it's not it's not going to show you what he's going to be like as an offensive coordinator, but if you want to get a look into what he's like as a football mind, it's really interesting. You can find it on YouTube or Twitter, just him shooting the breeze with John Gruden about football for three or four minutes.
1: People saw that and they kind of they didn't know about it and they were kind of like, oh, yeah, no, like, maybe
2: this guy actually knows what he's, he's talking about. Not stupid. He's definitely not dumb. Like he knows more about quarterback than anybody listening to this podcast. So, like I said, I. I just, you know, nobody likes it when you ride the fence, but like, I think this could be a really great hire. I don't feel confident saying it definitely will be, but I'm all right. I'm all right with it. I'm I'm interested to see how he does. We, you and I talked about something a minute ago, pre-show.
1: It's kind of interesting. Okay. It's a, the engine of this thing is Ezekiel Elliott, right? It's a run first offense. It always has been. And that's not going to change. I mean, he's going to be a significant part of this thing. But the Rams are an example of a team that has an elite running back that are as versatile and nimble as you can ask. So there are ways to still have Zeke as a primary piece of this thing and maybe be a little more diverse in what you do.
2: Yeah, Dak really killed me this morning. Uh, He went on, he was in, he's in Atlanta, you know, radio row and all that stuff and this is what he said on the radio today. They asked him about about that, you know, more pre-snap motion, more misdirection, don't be so predictable. He said it's fair for fans to have those arguments. He's like, I, I get that. Uh, you know, the offense I came from, the offense Zeke came from, we do some of that, the same coaches, you know, Dak was under Dan Mullen, Zeke was under Urban Meyer, they worked together. Uh, he said, you look around and see the pieces in the team we have, when you have a guy like Zeke and you've got a running back like that, you've got to give him the ball, you got to make sure you dominate time of possession and do that type of stuff. It takes away sometimes from the movement and all this other stuff that people are talking about. Uh, but it's about being who we are, which that last sentence, like Jason Garrett texted it to him. I'm sure. So <laughs> oh. I'm positive. I'm positive. But, so
0: what did they do in 2016? I think, well, and that's, I think did they have not have motion. Did they, Dak run the ball more than they, he did this past year? I don't think so.
2: It's interesting because I would argue that they did like, Lucky Whitehead was a fixture in that offense. Just again, it sounds stupid to say, but he was a constant threat moving across that formation. When he got the ball, he averaged 10 yards per carry. And I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would venture a guess that he did that a dozen or so times per game. Yeah. So, who was Lucky Whitehead this year? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Jordan Lewis. That's my
0: point. Tavon, he when he have, was, because well, it was personnel. Right, you didn't have that guy. Once you lose Tavon Austin, you can't do that with Cole Beasley's else? not going to cause anybody any problems running the football at his size. Right, Lucky Whitehead was a little but different. Build. Why can't literally anyone else do it? Well, who? Amari, Amari Cooper. So just like have some. You want Noah
2: Brown running a no, sweep? Not, not, no, definitely but, not the six two
3: two twenty guy. Do you remember the guy? Do you remember who kept doing it over and over for the Rams? Remember that guy? Uh what's his name? Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. remember, but I just know it was somebody. Well, I, think, well, I think Cooks was the one that wound up uh
2: which Brandon that Cooks. was like Reynolds too. Very, I mean, very fast, but and Reynolds got some deep speed by the way. No, he does. You're not wrong. So if you're on I, an, I an NFL, I just know that
0: they had that guy and they tried it some, it didn't yeah. work very well. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they tried it with Jordan Lewis. I mean, why did they That's... beat the Cowboys? Let's face it.
3: They They ran ran for 273
0: yards. Well, this isn't about the Rams game. No, I know. I'm not saying. But that's why they didn't go to the next round. Oh, sure. Because if they had won that game, then everybody would have been real happy.
3: Oh, yeah. They are in the NFC title game. Right. But they also also ran for 273 because they got the opportunity to run that much because the offense wasn't doing well either. I mean, the offense did not help them in that game. And I think everyone knows the offense, if the defense plays exactly like it plays next year, and if the offense improves, this will be a better team. Doesn't mean they'll have a better record because they sound like they have a tougher schedule. Well, On paper for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's it. Looks, you never know. It looks terrifying right now. There were four games that went down to a field goal. They made. They won two. They lost two. I mean. If you if you win three out of four, then you know you're sitting at a completely different record. And
1: weren't they like eight and two in games decided by a touchdown or less? Something.
0: Yeah, like that. I, mean, I mean
3: it was it was ridiculous. They did. Yeah. yeah, And but that whole streak down the stretch, it was close. It was close. It was all one possession yeah. games. I they think. only wiped out one team, right?
0: Right. And they only got wiped out really once, in yeah. Indianapolis. Right. Oh yeah. Although like, Tennessee
2: who- wasn't close. It was yeah. two touchdowns. Tennessee. I I know. I just disagreed with you, Mick. But like in overall. I tend to lean your way because that's, you know, and I think a change was needed. We talked about that. The offense was trending down the last two years, 2016 with a lot of the same guys, they were top five with Scott Linehan in charge of this thing. And I don't, and I think honestly, the big difference was they had the personnel to bully people the way they wanted. They had a their,
1: dominant off their offensive line was much better. That's probably the best. We have got seen the line this decade,
2: much yeah. better. 14 could make an argument there. Maybe one but of those yeah. two years, but yeah, Um, they had much better personnel. The offensive line was much better. The receivers played a lot better, Um, but I don't think they're that far away from being able to do those types of things. Um, We'll see. And I mean, Kellen Moore is going to play a huge part in that. But well, he better get Travis Frederick healthy and ready
0: to go. So
1: nice. Just to clarify, you're kind of hinting at it. I mean, do you feel like this is more about personnel? For this team going forward next season to improve more so than trying to change things. Well what was the
0: what was the difference between three and five and seven and one?
1: Amari Cooper? Thank you. That's the
0: only reason? <laughs> the offensive coordinator didn't change, did he? Three and four. Well, offense, well but it was three and five at the halfway point. I know, but Cooper lost. And then, the first,
2: yeah, the first well, game. okay. I know, I'm just saying. He, and he. I can't fault them for going seven and one, but they still were only scoring 21 points per game in that time period. Like
1: They went from 20 pre-Cooper, seven games, to about 22 in the last 11 games counting
3: playoffs with Cooper. And you had, a, you had a
1: goose egg in Indianapolis. Yeah. still
3: bad. That's but but that but one of the the answers to that question is also on defense too because their their best defensive player uh, started to play. I mean, he got to really emerge. I mean, I think when I think Vanderesh thing really took off, him and Jalen both just played together, and I thought they were, the defense was better in that stretch too. Amari for sure can't forget that part, but I thought the defense was better in that stretch, and and Vanderesh was taking it to another level. Yeah. It kind of it kind of goes back to that point is like
2: people want new people want different Jason Garrett's not gonna do that anyway but like I don't I don't think you need it I don't, I don't think you need to do a ton to make this thing a lot better you need you need some new ideas I think you need to be a little bit less predictable you could stand to upgrade your personnel in a couple spots but like I just I don't think I buy that you need this drastic overhaul to make this offense more functional so and that regard, Frederick at
0: center that would be nice you need you need Zach Martin playing on two – Good
2: knees, not one. Although I will say, like, that is part of every single football season in the world. I understand. Like, and every then you, team and then in the league can be sitting here. Left guard. Uh,
0: you got your Pro Bowl left tackle playing with a knee brace on his elbow. I mean, that offensive line wasn't what everybody's used to seeing. And, and, it, and it showed. Which – it it brought back diminishing returns. Let's get you, another running back in here. You can't and get another yeah. running back in here Drill with, with the second round. You can't sit here in
2: oh, February. I'm okay with it. You can't sit here in February and say like, well, the, they'll just be better though. Because I mean, I've I have resigned my I love Tyron Smith to death. He's gonna be dealing with these problems for the rest of his career, more likely than not. Uh Travis Frederick, all thing it sounds really positive. Can't bank on that until I see it. Um then get you a better backup. offensive tackle maybe but but you you
0: did it at at linebacker right my point backed up your your ace card at linebacker so back up your ace card on the offensive line you're never
3: connor williams is the backup
2: well maybe you're never you're never going to be perfectly healthy and in those situations you need scheme to overcome those things and that's what i mean that is why this is important you don't it doesn't need to be a drastic departure but if you're not equipped to line up and say our 11 are better than your 11 then there's got to be some other way you can overcome that. The Pats are probably the best example of any team in the league no, that can do that. The Pats, just... talking, about, the Pats are in the Super Bowl with like a bunch of scraps at offensive line. It's unbelievable. And Brady was not. I mean, Mickey talked about it on our show. There
1: was a picture of him holding up his jersey after the game with. I mean, just the Pats, as can be. The Pats spent a first no round. grass pick.
2: stains. The Pats spent a first round pick on a guard who didn't play a snap this season and they didn't yeah. stop them.
1: They're the outlier, no know, question no, about I know, it. I know they are. Uh, but the Cowboys trying to take steps to improve things in-house. Kellen yeah. Moore, the new O.C., and they get to play in the AOC East. That John Kitna... True the new quarterbacks coach
3: he and address that
1: because he's
0: he <laughs> he hates hates my argument. When I bring it up, <laughs> what's that? What's that? <laughs> that they got to play in the AFC. Oh no. I was talking, talking about Kitna. Talking
3: about Kitna. We didn't
2: oh. 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 I, oh yeah. I'm, Kitna. I'm low key. Really excited about that hire. I think it's, I think it's I think I mean, a really good move. He, well. This it's the guy we've been saying we would like to see working with. Like I wasn't thinking about Kitna. I was thinking, you know, back when um, Luke McCown had a cup of coffee here, I wanted him to be on the team. Just because I was like, can we get a guy who's been through the NFL to work with Dak for a little while? Yeah. So what else could you possibly want than a guy who's played 14 NFL seasons? He's had two 4,000-yard seasons. He's played in NFL Europe. He's coached at the high school level. So I'm confident he has seen you know some of the newer things that they're doing at those levels of football over the last – he's been doing that for six years. so. And just I having think it's a great hire
1: and just having been around him for a couple years here, he's a good communicator. Guys listen to him. Guys follow him. Um, he's got kind of an it factor. I think I think he's got communication skills along with his knowledge that will translate well to a coaching role. And he's been you know, he's been in a high school role for a few years now. Yeah. Which um, may
3: be
0: the hardest coaching job
3: think so. out
1: there.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, and his son has been a quarterback too, so he's been coaching at home, I you mean know, for a while too. But you know, backup quarterbacks are always coaches you know when the guy comes off on the field they, what'd you see well i saw this too and garrett did it for years with troy i mean you know it doesn't mean you're better than the guy at, at all it just means that you're giving him a different set of eyes and so kitna you know he's always been able to kind of get it and and understand his role and you know cart he, he took over for Car- uh carson palmer was drafted he was the starter and then he hey he understood the deal he just kind of gets it i think i think it's an outstanding addition to this staff i really do yeah, I wonder if that was a tough sell or if that was, "Hey, we got this job for you." I have I mean, I am sure doesn't sound like it. I think he was on a, pl- a trip to the Pro Bowl, like real quick, like oh, he was day? that was that was the easy sell. You right? want to come down to the Pro Bowl? He and... was
1: going to be the OC for the San Diego Fleet. That's, now he's the you know he's
3: that's a Rex good well. I was going
1: to say I'm sure
2: high school football <laughs> coaching sounds incredibly rewarding. They're good, and it's yeah. Right I mean, you know, hey, are it's pro. <laughs> if they die, I mean, well, his last job was at a preparatory school. I think it was last year in Arizona. Yeah, Yeah. he He was was hired hired to be. He hadn't. uh, Actually, so just such a small world. uh, You know who plays for the San Diego fleet? No. Do they play? Gavin Uh, Escobar. No way. Like literally two weeks ago, somebody asked Escobar about Kitna because he's going to be their OC. And Gavin was like, well, yeah, but, I mean, he just he just agreed to be the Cowboys quarterback's coach. This was, like, three weeks ago. So, I mean, you know, like we said at the top of the
3: show, this has been a long time coming. Hey, I we think... could stir the pot and be like, what if he took Gavin to come in here and help out at tight end? Mm. Eh. Mm. joking. That's all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's where we ended. Good job, Nick. Hey, they opened February
3: 9th, by the way. Yes. That new league, the no. ring league. No, no. I... I think it's important to mention Gavin Escobar when we say, you know what, I, I would draft a tight end in the second round. That's fix, right. Fix this problem. I'm not going
2: to bring the draft show onto this, but like, I'm out. I'm out on tight end. Well, I'm just. I'm I out. just
1: was saying it's a deep position this year. It's yeah, pretty
2: deep, so you can but, get one in the fourth round. But we had a mailbag question today, Blake Jarwin.
1: They going to be better than Blake Jarwin with another year of development? No, maybe not.
2: Very, very well may not be. Very few tight ends who aren't drafted in the top fifteen do much of anything while they're rookies. Yeah, very few. So give me pick fifty-eight. If anybody cared what I think, should be a receiver that can play inside and out. If you Let's said you didn't go. go,
0: if you said you didn't go to the Super Bowl because you didn't have a good tight end, you had other problems. Okay. Well,
3: they, yeah, that's not why they didn't go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That might be why the red zone isn't as good, though. Could certainly help. Actually, it's been
0: not the red zone, the inside the ten yard line zone. That's where they failed. They were
3: dead last in goal to go. What's situations. that? We should call that something like maroon zone. I mean, it's Our, really red. There. Last year was the dead zone.
0: How can
2: you Whoa. be? How can you be dead last in goal to go and With have Alley, the NFL rushing champion, on your team? Because not, your
0: offensive line couldn't run. Because he doesn't anybody get the ball over.
2: Yeah. they don't give it to him I, as much. I I, 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 don't even buy that. Like they didn't the, trust the offensive line when they got down there. I've you know? never seen Zeke get tackled backwards in, in his life. <laughs> well, how
0: about
1: fourth and one and a half at the thirty-five? Well, target? something changed because in sixteen and seventeen they were among the best in the league at it. And
3: yeah, I mean I think that's a factor as well as Joe Looney. We love Joe. Them. But he's yeah. not Frederick. No. If he was, then we'd have like a center competition every year. Like, who's going to start this year? I mean, just go look at fourth and one and a half at the 35 and to see
0: who got blown up. Was it's it an, him?
3: Yes. Dang, Joe.
2: Just, Joe, Joe Looney did an amazing job. He did. But, but he's but not the best center in football.
1: There's a reason why he was a backup. And to Nick's point, then you try to do some things differently. And and sometimes execution was just a factor. Cole Beasley drops a touchdown. Noah Brown, Dak, misconnect on a touchdown. Cowboys aren't the only team to get well, you know cued down
3: in well, the red wall-y.
2: zone. <laughs> Two of those guys, like the guys who just all right, you I just, forgot about it.
1: that,
0: that guy, one too. The most obscure player on the team, no one talked to him. I don't know if he talked to anybody no. in the media. Y'all Was just ever named, interviewed.
2: Y'all just named three players who aren't coming off a Pro Bowl trip. I know. Zeke Elliott is. I know. And he never. Got looked at down there, and I'll just go to my grave not really knowing why. Kent just showed a play where he did get looked at. And he got stuffed.
1: Mm.
2: It was after the Ola Wally drop, wasn't it? No,
3: that was the Rams game. Oh, Lord.
1: Well, maybe Kellen
2: Moore can fix all that. And maybe he will. John Kidnick can
1: help he fix will. all that as the new quarterback's coach. Kellen Moore, new OC. Check out DallasCowboys.com for Kellen all our... them
2: softly. There it is. You know what I mean?
1: Almost went with that for the headline on well, the site, didn't
2: but... Didn't make sense. Maybe we'll change
3: it up next time.
1: Thanks, okay. guys, for joining us. Thanks, everybody on the crew and Kent for producing... Stay tuned hey. throughout the offseason.
3: Speaking of producing,
1: mm.
0: this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!